You're listening to the Saturday Night Gaming Podcast, Convergence, run by our head GM, Scott Hibbard. Hope you enjoy. Welcome back to another exciting episode from Sarah Night Gaming. One might say the most exciting. Yes. Woo! I'm excited then. If we could just channel that excitement. Or I'm, just hold it. You can hold it until we actually start the campaign. I'm actually having a problem holding it in. That's like keeping my pants on. Can't do it. Oh, wait. I'll do that. Never mind. Let's just be excited. All right. Go ahead. Sorry. I'm so excited. <laughs> Oh, we are about to start a amazing campaign full of characters from across Heavenscape history. All have come from various worlds, various timelines. <laughs> I think some are different timelines. Some are the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's, <coughs> it's mind-boggling. This entire past. multiverse has expanded, and now it's all converging once again. I'm actually from the verse right next door. You can still see me through that verse, like. But wait, wait, are you a verse or a chorus? Just spawned on a pirate ship. I'm a cannon. You're right, and we'll get to that okay. in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Where is she? I was thinking more of an heroica, but here can. Hey, you can be that too. Well, before we get started on this campaign. And kicking off this legacy campaign that we have prepared for you. Uh, We're going to actually take some time here. We're going to introduce all the players. And then we're going to introduce the characters that each of the players are going to be portraying. That's right. Characters. Well, most of them have characters. Some of us have Justice Leagues. (laughs) That is true. (laughs) Being that it's a legacy campaign with legacy characters from the same players... This is going to be a very interesting campaign as we swap characters in and out. I'm, I'm only playing to run three, and I feel like that's a small number compared to what some of us have got going. I'm running like several billion. Several. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yours is different. <laughs> True. I still feel like Ronnie's going to beat us all. Yeah. He's just going to be like, Shink's legacy characters unite, and then they become like Captain Planet or something. Oh, He's going to like fuse, and then he like becomes a Megazord. Like Voltron. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mr. Smiles becomes right arm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't ask about Mr. Frowns. Oh, <laughs> uh, So before we get started on that, though, um, let's just want to remind everybody, you know, be sure to like, share, and subscribe. No, wherever you get your podcast at, wherever you're listening to us at, uh, be sure to share with all your friends, all of your family. Check us out at SaturdayNightGamingLLC.com, HeavenscapeOnline.com. Check out all the content that we have coming for you because we have some huge content coming. It's going to be Gigantic. amazing. Gigantic. This is just the beginning. It's like an omnibus of content. 
Contentopedia. Let's start... I think they should both roll for initiative. <laughs> left and right, left and right. Let's go and start on the left. Mm. Yeah, actually, it's a good idea. Because... Because I'm the captain. Yes. <laughs> to set the scenario for the campaign, for everyone to kind of understand... We have a captain of a living ship, an airship that is organic, is a sentient creature. It does have feelings. Don't hurt them. You like a ship. Don't hurt them unless you don't want to be on a ship anymore. Yeah. (laughs) Captain doesn't like you hurting the kingfisher. But this captain and the ship can travel the multiverse. And she has done so on quite an adventure. And so we'll go ahead and start with the captain. The captain. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, my name is Laura. I'm playing the captain. Her name is Ari. She is Sky Captain Ari, formerly Ari Sanguinaria, but that's her family name, and she's not exactly on speaking terms with her family because they're kind of nuts. Um, they are part of a, you know, a tyrannical empire that she's not a huge fan of. That she formerly um, worked for, I suppose you could say, and that she was a commander in their army. Um, but they had a bit of a falling out, and uh, so she does not associate with them. And now she has a skyship. <laughs> is that the short version? That is the very short that version. That is the very yes. short. Yeah, there was a, a few campaigns between then and now, so... <laughs> She's been on quite an adventure. She's yes. been all across the, the multiverse. Yeah. For sure. And in the past. Yeah. yeah. She's been across timelines. It's... Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. The first it, crossover episode. That yep. was pretty cool. It was. There was a Batman. A man bat. A man bat. That doesn't actually get less... Uh, <laughs> like, that's still copyrighted. Uh, a bat human. It was sugary. Sugar. <laughs> It's Kyle. It's Kyle. (laughs) If the DM cannot pronounce your name, you get a nickname. Yeah. Sugar. That was like in, uh, what was it? Star Trek Next Generation, where they just handed out the scripts and they're like, okay, whoever says the the name first, that's how we're pronouncing the name the rest of the game. The rest (laughs) of the show, just go for it. That's how we have data and not data. And that is how we have sugar. (laughs) Because that's exactly what I'm calling it. (laughs) No. But yes, uh, Ari has been around the entire multiverse, different timelines, and uh, has had quite an adventure as she's been searching for within herself as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's a... Uh... And also hunted. Yeah. By her own people. That too. They don't like when you betray the Empire, so you know there's that. Um... <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, uh, she's sort of on a, uh, journey of self-discovery, although she wouldn't call it that because that's hokey. And where we left her at previously was in Primordius, where she was trying to stop a full-scale war mm-hmm. that had to do with her empire, her or her former empire that she served. Mm-hmm. And you made a deal in order to prevent them from even coming over. Yeah, they were supposed to come charging through the gates, and Ari was like, mm, let's not. 
let's do something other than that. Yes, and so you actually made a deal with the Hell Knight Pride. Yeah. So, in exchange for his assistance, um, he would basically call upon your services uh, for a personal uh, quest of his. You know. And so that you've been aiding him pretty much this time, exploring the multiverse, looking for these, you know, uh, different clues and such he's basically sent you on. I've taken contracts before. This doesn't seem any different. <laughs> <laughs> Anything to stop your family from oh, coming yeah. over? <laughs> I don't want a family reunion. <laughs> I left them on purpose. Anyway. Mm -hmm. So that's one character. Are we that's, just doing one character well, after another? That's, yeah, that, that's Sky Captain Ari. Okay, gotcha. so that's, that's Ari. Her, this is her ship. Yes, this is her ship. This Do is you her want to ship. explain how you got this ship? Well, the other ship <laughs> uh, blew up slash disintegrated slash descended into the desert oh, no. in pieces. It's fine. We survived, most of us. <laughs> Poor Sheldon. <laughs> yes. But yeah, no, we're fine. We 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 got a new ship. <laughs> this one is biological. You got an upgrade. Yeah, we like the Kingfisher. Yep. All right. So that's Ari. And also, my uh, first mate is my cousin Azuri. Yes. Who also left the Empire. Yes, and he did with the help of Olve. Yeah, Olve the pacifist. The pacifist. Yep. Who actually gave his life to save you? Yeah, that was nice of him. Being nice doesn't often work out, in my experience. <laughs> uh, didn't work out for him. Didn't work out for him. No. Um, but, so yeah, Olve is not around anymore. Azuri was a... He's here in spirit. <laughs> Azuri was a follower of Olve initially, when he was young and naive. Um, and then he decided, you know, self-preservation is important, and being a pacifist is not conducive to not dying when you're faced with a tyrannical empire that wants you to die so that is true it's okay he's a cleric now he's the healer <laughs> that's true and you guys have been working him like crazy yeah he uh he's saved a couple people yeah that's that's good he's the first mate mm-hmm and who else do we have um I'll also be playing Violet who does not have a shorter backstory. She has quite a long backstory. <laughs> she too has traveled in multiverse. She too has traveled multiverse. She uh, started out in Fiatesh, where, well, you know, she also lost her memory, so we don't actually know if she did start off there. That was the first campaign in which she appeared. Yes. Uh... Didn't she went to... She survived the destruction of that world. Mm -hmm. And trees. Yes. And the trees. The trees were not very nice. Mm -hmm. Well, um, too nice. Meh, a little too friendly. Um, so... Touchy-feely. A little too <laughs> touchy. Um, <laughs> which was the next... I don't even remember which was the next campaign that she was in. She actually appeared in... Um, Earth Prime. Actually, before then, um, she actually appeared in. Um, well, she was in. She was in John's game too, but 
Yeah, she fought yes. Bahamut with uh, no, she, a Strathmore. But. Yeah. Oh, what was the name of the world? Um, it was the one with Jacques Marrow. Oh, yeah. Was that you went on a huge there? side quest with him. Which one was Exordia? Was that Exordia? Yeah. That was Exordia. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So, yeah, she was on Exordia. Yep, that's when she reappeared. And you helped Jacques Morrow obtain a powerful set of armor. And completely ignored the civil war that was happening because she didn't know it was happening. Because no one even really bothered to tell her. Because you weren't from there. I was like, I'm not from here. This guy's got a quest to do. Well, go follow him. Clearly, I'm here for a reason. He seems important. He knows where he's going. Right. At least. Yeah, let's go. And then there was a war that we got kind of thrown in the middle of. At the end of it. Yeah. You guys ended that conflict. We also redirected a portal and the army marched in there and we didn't ever see them again. So That's yeah, true. Which sure also that... inadvertently set up the one named Larza to take over as the regent. Nobody ever told her who that was either. <laughs> to be fair. She didn't know. I hear he's likable, but you know. Whatever. I mean, yeah. A little yeah. too friendly also, I think. It's just about... It's about being cordial. Mm-hmm. If somebody shakes your hand, you kiss their ring. That's just how it works. But Violet is the queen of consent. Yep. So. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> yes. From there, she made her way to Prime. Yes. Right. Where she rode a uh, motorcycle somewhat successfully. The, yes, the, she the void together cycle. She worked with a group of individuals to save the planet from an invasion. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Stupid dragon. Yep. Yeah. And then you were recruited by Morvita. Yes. To uh, go to Gloom. To go to yes. hell. To, yeah, to go to Sheol. She just yes. showed up and said, go to hell. And then a, a small child got mad at me for mm-hmm. apparently kidnapping him, which I did not do. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that was fun. And then that's when Violet mysteriously disappeared. Mm-hmm towards the end and she was unable to stop the destruction of the realm yeah and instead found herself imprisoned for thousands of years local time yeah <laughs> yeah in typhus not a huge fan of the imprisonment in the ice block mm-hmm. um, and you were uh, your powers were drained in order to supply power and then I used ice to kill the person that imprisoned me in the ice block. It that, is poetic yes. justice. Yeah, and that was at the moment where uh, Vel, uh, his spirit merged with you. Mm-hmm. And Consensually? Yes. Okay. Yep. And then uh, helped basically in that moment, in that battle. And after that, you went looking for your lost book. Which I did find. Yep, you did. And you eventually found your book, and it regained your power. Mm-hmm. And now you have arrived on Ari's ship. Yes. For a new adventure. You feel more like yourself now. Yes, I have my book, I have my umbrella, mm-hmm. and my dress. And you also found out you had a, a touch of divinity, too. Yeah. Which I'm still not clear on what that is. That pesky memory loss way back when, not really helping. You seem to be having a lot of memory loss. (laughs) 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 
Yeah. And finally? Finally, we're also going to see Dawn, mm -hmm. who was in Neon Soul. She first appeared in Neon Soul. Yes. Wait, Dawn Aster? Dawn yeah. Aster, yep. Which her, yeah, her name literally means Dawnstar. And Aster is also a kind of flower because that's the thing. Yes. The plants. My characters are all named after plants. That's awesome. I don't know why, but just, you know, because hey. it's fun. Pick a theme. Hey, pick a theme and run with it, right? Yeah. I what? name all my kids after colors. It's fine. Why not? So, yes, Dawn started off, we met her in prison. I feel like at some point, like all of our characters have been been in a prison. I'm a little disoriented, even trying to remember which one. But no, so we. Were... She was not all there. In the head. Um, she tended to hear voices a lot mm -hmm. and talked to them somewhat more than other people. Um, and she's a master assassin. Yes, yeah, she's an assassin, with blades built into her arms. And uh, a somewhat questionable moral compass. I wouldn't call her evil. But, like, that compass doesn't really point north. You know what I mean? She just stood by and let an entire city get absorbed. <laughs> she kind of watched, like, when glue. Oh, <laughs> look at that. Yeah. What do you know? I say that moral compass is kind of questionable there. Yeah. <laughs> Spinning. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's trying to find true north. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And from there, she stepped through a portal and landed on a pirate ship. Yes. And met Disaster, who looks just like Dawn does, and is apparently one of the voices that she was talking to. Because some or all of the voices that she's been talking to are apparently people in other realms. And potentially other versions of herself. Interesting. Oh, if this turns out like Jet Li, the one I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one way to stop the voices. So yeah, she walked in to she walked <laughs> through the portal and uh, landed on a pirate ship. Yep. And that's and, the last I saw her. Yeah. So. And then from there, she uh, during her adventures there, uh, she actually. You ran into uh, Ari mm. in a different ship. More ships. It's like a pirate ship, but this one flies. And it's living. <laughs> so, which also can allow her to travel the realms, which she learned the multiverse actually existed in Neon Soul. Yeah. So now she's been to one realm, she finds out that this ship can actually traverse other realms. Which has her excited because that means she can meet other versions of herself potentially, mm -hmm. or other voices. Mm -hmm. So, because that's the most interesting thing that has ever happened to her, as far as she's concerned. Now, what happened to those voices when she meets them? You will have to find out. <laughs> what hat is she wearing? Hmm? Was she wearing hats? Oh yeah, there were a lot of hats in that game, weren't there? There were. You're probably wearing a pirate hat now. Yeah, she likes to steal people's hats. Like the limo drivers, she stole at least at least one or two of yeah, those hats. That's right, she did. Yeah. I thought so. Yeah. yeah. All right. She's a woman of many hats. 
Sounds like another character on there. And that's <laughs> pretty much all of your characters wrapped up. I mean, there's there's more on the ship, I'm sure. <laughs> like they're gonna pop up, but like those are the the ones that I'm focusing on right now. Yes. So, yeah, we'll we'll go with that. We'll stick with that. Sounds good. All right, Casey. Uh, hi. Um, we'll be playing uh, Asami Yuki, uh, who is a kitsune. Um, she's on a journey to uh, require all of her tails. Uh, at current, she only has three. Um, and they do different they do different things to her I guess I don't know or they are powerful uh, when she is fighting I haven't played her in a while um, but she's from Aura mm-hmm. Aura mm-hmm. Um, I hear she's foxy well, she's a kitsune so yes foxy fox. I feel like I nailed that one right on the head um, she's humanoid at uh, at current age level, um, she's been in the forest for a hundred years, and now she's able to go out and explore the world. Um, and she's not quite sure how she got on this ship, but she's on this ship. And the last thing she remembers is being in a war, fighting something evil and falling in love with I can't remember his name either <laughs> um, poor yeah. NPC <laughs> yeah can we just call him like Neil Patrick character <laughs> NPC we should call him McGuffin <laughs> but yeah she's uncertain how she got here because she's never seen space but she's kind of all for it because she wants to acquire all of her tales. Uh, also playing um, Alex, the Spore Queen. She's from past. Uh, she was Alex Alexandra the Great. Um, she went into the... I can't remember what it was. Um, the slime portal something mm-hmm. yeah so she first appeared in uh, crimson crusade that okay um and that's where she met uh, uh slime finger yes and uh at towards the end of that campaign after a great battle and great loss <laughs> yeah. um of vel and val uh slime finger was able to take you away to safety yep and uh his version of safety was taking you to the primordial being that he served. Yes. Donagar. <laughs> yes. And I uh, am actually Donagar's favorite, even though he, even though Slimefinger thinks it's him. I do most of the heavy lifting. Well, Slimefinger <laughs> just re- became the avatar of Donagar. <laughs> so, Yeah. I must have been sequestered somewhere else doing something. Uh, she's been alive for a long time, but yeah. that's also because of her innate nature to manipulate 
spores and mm-hmm. lengthen her longevity. She also returned um, to when Vel came back to life after Gloom. With Velvet? Vel- no, Vel- before that. Vel- oh, before that. That's where Vel became king. Oh, yeah. The The entire land was united. Um, instead of being seven separate tribes, they became united as one. Um, and he became the first king of Ethelsage. And then, of course, he died of age. Arrows to the back. Oh. <laughs> no, that's the first death. I'm glad that ended better for him that time. This is the final death. <laughs> Always save the healer before you confront your friends. Yeah. And um, so you were there for that. Yeah. And then you went away for your travels because you're the servant of Donagar, so he sent you away on certain you know quests. And then you returned with Slimefinger. Again. Again, about 600 years in the future. You know, later. Yep. And uh, found the spirit of Vel had inhabited a body. <laughs> trapped in ice. Yeah. And then you guys ended up finding Violet. Yep. Yep. Met her. And freed her. She might remember me. Probably. Oh, yeah, she does. <laughs> Yeah, she remembers you. I, I don't know. I think finger. she has a touch of divinity. I hear that's like another term for like dementia. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I, I think she lost her memory to a point and not after that. Hopefully. <laughs> I mean, hopefully that's not like a an issue going forward. Well, she lost about 800 years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody loses some time when they go into the... Uh, but yes, you helped her successfully defeat her... Um, prisoners and saved the land and she's from, getting a lot <laughs> yeah and from there you and Slimefinger both did that's when Slimefinger became the uh, avatar of Donagar um, and you two have been traveling together for a while for a while up until this point I think he kind of like uh, we're both like I don't know traveling and all of a sudden he kind of just kicks me out yeah. of where then somehow I appear here. Pretty much because <laughs> where he's going he didn't want you to follow. Was it like when Loki falls out of the rainbow yeah, bridge? pretty much. Something. <laughs> ah, I'm on Sakaar. Something like that, yeah. Because <laughs> Domigar is a primordial being. He has the ability to traverse the multiverse. Um, but he has sensed uh, something wrong essentially going with multiverse <coughs> because Donagar's um, purpose was basically to prune yep. uh, the multiverse to order for it to remain healthy um, much like you, you would prune you know plants in order to you know keep them healthy and well, on the opposite <laughs> Alex prunes things that are healthy to make them spory <laughs> <laughs> but and he has this ability to kind of sense um Things that are that are unnatural in the multiverse, and of course during your travels, that's when he essentially jettisoned you. <laughs> See ya. In order to save you from what was coming next. What's yeah. more like up there? So as far as you know, he's in grave danger, and you're here on this ship. He's in deep. Probably line. the only way <laughs> to to save him. Yep. 
And the last person I'm playing is a new girl, uh, Jen Zanella. Um, she's from a water planet. Um, Ingenious. Yeah. And she's a water genie. So think Ape Sapien from... Uh, oh boy! Oh boy! Yes, yeah. thank you. I'm still picturing Zoe Deschanel because you said new girl. <laughs> but I'll merge the two of them together, so it'll be kind of like Zoe Deschanel-Sapien. <laughs> but she kind of she kind of talks she like uh, like she's underwater. Yeah, she does. Monoguin. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> I am fluent in Monoguin. Will be great. But yeah, she's she's young. She's trying to experience anything outside of the uh, water world. And on a ship with a mercenary, I mean adventurer. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she kind of finds the want. fox intriguing. Oh the my! Asami intriguing because she's never seen a fox in the water. She's only seen aquatic stuff. That real. The foxes. But what oh. does it say? Huh? What does the fox say? Don't touch <laughs> the snoot. No, no. Yeah, don't boop the, the snoot. Do not boop the snoot, or you will pay dearly. Oh. Lose your eyebrows. Oh, that was a. It was more than that. Oh my god. Oh. Oh Ronnie's my. character in that game, though. Oh, <laughs> oh man, <laughs> that's gonna be fun. Did he? Did he? Did he just try, or did he actually succeed? <laughs> okay, so he tried. My character is a scoundrel. Yeah. Is he Although in, dirty, he, like, no. he didn't bring him over. Now it doesn't mean he's not on the ship. <laughs> <laughs> He's just not being piloted currently. There right. Give me another sheet. That's what NPC stands for. Non-piloted character. Mm -hmm. Non-playable character. Yes, dear. Just so many different versions of that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's it for my All right. Next. Uh, my name's Chuck, and I'll be playing Heavy Metal, and he's just been in, like, all but three of the Heaven's Gate games, so... He's had quite a journey. Yeah, he started out as just a plain old mercenary, and now he's a Terminator. Enhanced with magic. That'll be fun. Dawn's yeah. got a little bit of that going on. Yeah, she does, too. Yeah, he's, he's, like, a... he's like a magic power core. <coughs> he is straight up just, like, beaming. Yeah, I'm more robot than human anymore. Still got a demon inside his head. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he'll sit there, and uh, you guys use detect magic, and he's like, ding, 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 ding. Yeah. So like he's going through a metal detector. Like, you can't detect <laughs> anything else when you're around him. Like, <laughs> right. It's like a radiation soul. detector, but you're standing next to, like, a bomb. <laughs> I <laughs> am like... I'm currently hosting the, the soul of a god inside of me. Which one is that? Um, Ulthar. Ulthar. Ah, Ulthar. Who ate the heart of T'Challek. Ah. And gained his power, and now he, he was at one point the guardian of, um, or the overlord of 
Balkmire in the void. Yeah, he was the, in the void. void. He was basically like the old Kai King and fighting off all the people who wanted to be him. So I hear is that the void has no ruler. There's a void yet. to fill, yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yet. Yet. It's always so, impossible until someone does it. So at one point, Heavy Metal was piloting a ship and the only way we could get past what we needed to get past was if he accepted Bolthar's soul or you mm. know, control to help get the ship past the, the impediment and so I did it. You got it. You're soul forged. Yeah. I like it. They're soulmates. That's pretty much well, it. Well, you are going to enjoy this ship a lot because part of what's going on in the realm where you are going, there are chaos entities that are involved. My brothers. <laughs> so, it's going to be fun. <clears throat> Alright, sir. Guess it's my turn. Um, I'm going to be playing three different characters. Uh, the first is a giant lion <coughs> type character named Jothef. Mm -hmm. He hails from, I think it's Sacrathon? Yeah. Um, he is part of a paladin knighthood that are sent out to keep an eye on extraplanar beings who enter the realm to ascertain if they are a threat or not. Yes. So that has led him to this ship to kind of <laughs> shit full of them. <laughs> His detector's going off. <laughs> What's that mean? Um, the second character I will be playing is a recently resurrected human named Donovan who woke up on... I forget the name of the planet. It's, uh, which one is it? I mean, what's the description of it? Uh, the, with the Necropolis. Necropolis? Uh, Umbreus? Yes. He has recently woken up there. Something kind of like a revenant. He is on the hunt for the man who killed him um, and just takes up odd jobs doing so, trying to find it. We're all about odd jobs here. Yeah. yeah. He's from the Shadow World. Yeah. And then last but not least is kind of an elvish character from Sacredom as well. His name is Faust. He is an artificer who is credited with making the realm's first compact uh, Magitech firearm. Yep. And Still prototype. Yes, as seen by the severe burns and lack of vision in his left eye from the first misfire of the first testing. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Definitely still a prototype. Yep. Alright. You're next, sir. Oh boy. Whoo! Yeah, the, the Shanks League. Okay. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Alright, so let's see. Uh, let's separate by realm. First, who are you? I am Ronnie. <laughs> are you sure? Will you be sure in 12 weeks? I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> Alright, so uh, the first character I'm going to be playing is Pulsar. He was... Oh my god, what did I do with my phone? Pulsar has some... Uh history he does have some history he was in agaropolis of earth prime mm -hmm. he's he... partners with detective mctavish wasn't he 
Yeah, his partner's a detective Matavish, which he found out after he got his memories back later on because he is uh, he was created by Stein. I kind of remember trying to help him dig up a grave. Yeah. But I didn't have a yeah. shovel, so I yelled at the dirt. It didn't work. Yeah, it was the David McGee's grave. It was, uh, yes, that's correct. But he had a more unfortunate name when they washed his brain. What was, what was the other name? Dick Murdoch. Dick Murdoch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. So tell us more about David McGee. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, he's called Pulsar. He pretty much... So the way that the... What was it? The perihuman? Yes. So his perihuman abilities pretty much stemmed around electricity and also pretty much a star. It's like he could teleport places. Um, he could zap people and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And even like, save small weapons of mass destruction. Yes, he will save... I mean, children. He will yes. save small children. Yes, he will. Um, yeah, what camp was he on for that one? Which camp was he in? He actually saved the he kid. Saved the, he saved was, the kid. He was saving yeah. the kid. Excuse me, the threat. Because it reminded him of <laughs> his own kid. Violet and Seeker were actually trying to kill that kid, and oh. he saved the kid. Iron Maiden. I mean, what? What? <laughs> but yep. yeah, it's uh, so Pulsar and Violet have history. I was going to have like a reunion with some of these people, huh? Mm -hmm. If she remembers them. <laughs> but yeah, but Pulsar basically went the way of Robocop, essentially, or, uh, you know, Alex Murphy, when pretty much got dismembered and everything and then was brought back as a cyborg. Hmm. Um, and he was working for Stein, now he's not. Obviously, it's like he's his own person and he's trying to protect the child that he saved. And now he's on this ship to do that very thing, to keep that child safe. But, you know, of course, he isn't going to bring the child on the ship with all these dangers. <laughs> Did he leave him with Dagon? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, his mansion's not always doing so hot. Yeah, he left him with Dagon because he's Dagon. Because he's Yeah. Sure yep. did. That's right, because that was a return to Prime. And that's the first one from Prime. All right. Next. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just put the silhouette up there. How is the character? Is. <laughs> It's like playing Celebrity Square. <laughs> so uh, my next character is Mr. Smiles. Which game did he debut in? Uh, oh, uh, it was the Hellscape one, wasn't it? Yeah, if I remember correctly. I'm trying to remember the name of it. Uh, Souls of Sacrifice. Souls of I think that's the one where he yeah. debuted. I think so. Yeah. It, because Ace was in there. Well, yes. This this is a way to introduce him. So you have Takamagato, which is Mr. Smiles, and you have Ikogato, who is Mr. Frowns. They are both 
um, actually tied to the Ura character, Majima. Like, way, 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 way in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, hence the name of the Gato. But, um, talk, Mr. Smiles, he's a, they're on Earth Prime, right, or last known whereabouts, um, Maha Ray, which before then they started out on Earth Prime. Mm-hmm. They're with um, everybody else. With they are in Oni's organization. Mm-hmm. And <coughs> sorry, I'm a little. This is a lot to keep up with. <laughs> he's a flame elemental, if I remember correctly. Yeah, he's a flame, flame parahuman. He's a parahuman with the flames, and he has the ear tooth blade now. With um, I forgot her name, but it's with the. One of the, one of the daughters of the Elderin. Yeah, she has he has an Elderin yeah. inside of the blade. Yes, basically the Black Iron Blade works by having a flame spirit attached to it. So he has that with him, and he is an assassin. He's wild. He's crazy. He's nuts. He uses a lot of hair product. I don't even think he has to because his hair is just crazy. It just stands up by itself. And Mr. Frowns is the exact opposite. Uh, he uses he has ice elementals. He has a crazy Joe staff that extends. Yes. <laughs> Think what is it called? Nyoibo? The staff of the monkey king. It yeah. uh, it can extend mm-hmm. to great lengths. But he has that and he's also an assassin. Are they they're two separate characters? They're two separate okay. characters. They're both uh, they're twins. Right. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. They're uh, they're twin brothers. Um, they obviously wear different colored suits. You'll know. They do wear different colored suits. That's right. One of them wears a white suit. The other one wears a black suit. Majima wears the white suit because he likes seeing red get splashed upon his suit when he goes on his crazy killing sprees. And. Eco. Aesthetically satisfying. The <laughs> suit turns from white to red. <laughs> and Eco's exact opposite. He's level headed. He's cool. He's calculating. He has ice powers, like I said before. He's serious. He will do whatever needs to be done. He'll yeet children into a volcano like Strathmore if he has right, to. you know, because what's cooler than being cool? Ice cold. Well, if you're in a volcano, I don't think so. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Mark is a little Unless hot, it's right? the cryocano from... And they were... Well, yeah. <laughs> Fair. They both went through hell. They've been all over the multiverse. They went all... Yeah, they've been all over the multiverse. <laughs> but them being in hell was probably, like, one of their biggest adventures. That was fun. Y'all should give that one a listen. That was a lot of fun. And who's next? <laughs> they're in Maha Ray. Well, they were last in Maha Ray. Mm-hmm. That's where they ended up on their adventures, and now they're on the ship because they have another job to do. Next is a fella from Valos. Oh. Uh, 
Grabnar the Grim. <laughs> he is the... Ari has met him. Unbeknownst to himself, he is the grandson of Thulgrim Bloodwind. He... Thulgrim got around. Oh, yeah. And... Who does he work for? He works for Ulthor, actually. <laughs> or did. Or... Still does. <laughs> he still does. He works for Ulthar because, you know, he's going out to cause chaos and everything, and it's still his employer. And he's, uh. Grabnar was a Neon Soul, right? Yeah. Grab... yeah. Grabnar was a Neon Soul. With he his was... mighty axe. With his mightier radiation. The dude who nuked <laughs> the entire district. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Twice over. <laughs> And almost killed two party members by getting radiation poisoning. <laughs> yeah, they were a lot uglier after that. That was that was okay. messed up. Their they skin was some, falling. Like, it does. They got the fancy plastic surgery with all of the new technology. <laughs> that is very true. <laughs> Upgrade. <laughs> it's okay. You were rich. That's fine. Yeah, oh no! At, you gave me all of your money at the end of that. That's right. He was rich. He no. He past it. I had the, the thing. That we needed to complete the mission, and he was like, "Give it to me." I was like, "Give me all your money," and he's like, "Okay." So I gave it to him. <laughs> so I get all his I money. I gave you all of two credits. <laughs> 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 yeah, so that's Grabnar. He always visited us in the Unsoul. He also was there in uh, Ethelsidge for a minute oh, yeah. uh, prior to the Saw and Riddle and Steel. That's right. He was there. He did get to see um, Violet stuck in the ice. <laughs> he saw her from afar. <laughs> yep. Oh, no. Like, I tried to oh, put my right. axe in there and it blasted me back. And I'm like, whoop, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yes. He did try to free Violet. How I kind of imagine that every time he uses his axe, you can hear Olfar giggling somewhere <laughs> in the background. Just... <laughs> Oh. Then he was in Primordius mm. looking for, and actually he was tomb writing. <laughs> Do it again. That's when we met Ari. That's right. Yep. That's right. Good lord, this guy's been everywhere. He's a. Uh, then he found himself on Neon Soul and he got captured. That's right. And he's he was a barbarian out of his element, extremely out of his yeah. element. And then after Neon Soul, you're transported to Ari's ship. Yes. And then, hey, guess who also is on this ship? Ulthar's here, too. Yeah. So is Dawn. Yeah. And for my next character. Yeah. Last, number five of six. And Violet. Maziel de Grain. He's also known as Bones. Oh, hey. Bone face sniper guy. Bone yes. face sniper guy from Canva. That's mm-hmm. right. What you got with him? So with him, he was... Did he survive? Oh, yeah. He survived. <laughs> he was the only dude that did. Oh, my. Well, okay. There was a few other people that were, like, on the verge of coma and death. He dragged their bodies through. I don't know if they lived or not, but he, he survived.
But yes, he was um, also an assassin. I went through a phase. Uh, <laughs> it's a phase. Went through a phase. You've got so many assassins on this ship. Like everybody's watching. I wonder what the missions are going to be. I've only got one assassin. I've only made one assassin character. Um. He was a soldier of war. He fought against the Everyone. heretics for a while, and then and then he fought for them. Then he fought, yeah. Then he fought for them. Then he fought pretty much just for himself. Then there's a little voice in his head that kept whispering, "Hey, follow me. Hey, look, listen. Hey, listen, listen, listen." <laughs> but um, he ended up finding, following that. To the dismay of everybody else that, for some reason, kept following him. Hey, and he ended up becoming <laughs> the Hell Knight of Wrath. The new one. So, you also have, you have a Hell Knight. So, he's Hell Knight infused? He's Hell Knight infused of Wrath. He's on an infusion trip. Oh, yeah. He's, he's juicing. Technically, if you look at it this way, he's... He's fused with the armor of a Hell Knight and the previous souls that were tormented by that Hell Knight. Whereas mm-hmm. the actual Hell Knight spirit, probably not there. But the formerly possessed people are there in his brain with him, talking. I imagine the armor looks like, um, like almost like Ares, almost. That's like, kind of like what I'm envisioning, <laughs> just kind of like describing mm-hmm. it. But, but black. But black, yeah. but blacker than that. No, like take it black, like when you're thinking of it, and then go darker, like Aries from Injustice. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. And for the last guy that I'll be playing, I'll leave those details up to the DM because he is essentially his character, Oshatori. Oh yeah, Oshatori. He's smart. No, <laughs> 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 he's smiling <laughs> about that. <laughs> Oshotori, hey, Tony, right? <laughs> <laughs> yep, Oshotori, who is the artificer from Primordius, who actually, quote-unquote, developed the uh, ability for the ships to actually fly. So he developed the airships, which in Primordius, in order for the ships to function, they have a crystal, um, a shard that sits within a cradle, that's magically infused, and it allows a ship to basically go through the air it creates a barrier that allows it to traverse space so they can go between worlds we have also discovered that it can explode <laughs> it is concentrated magical energy so yes if you crack that shard in that crystal it goes boom oh bones knows this <laughs> he's made a couple of districts go boom and it also requires uh, navigators to specifically connect with the crystal, um, those who are strong-minded, and to navigate the ship. That means, for example, you could have Sky Captain Ari, or you could have a glowing slug beast. <laughs> <laughs> both of which successfully captured, <laughs> both successfully navigated the ship. It was great. They could not <laughs> pronounce his name. And so he just became known as Mr. T. Mr. T. What a... Yes. <laughs> he taunted them when they went looking into the shadow tombs. And they really had a rough time with him. For some reason, we just could not 
We all just rolled really terribly. He was a pretty much a large fluorescent slug or snail. Actually, he was a snail. Oh yeah. Who could speak? And he had great mental faculties. And then he got incinerated when the ship exploded, didn't he? (laughs) Unfortunately, he met his untimely death. Yes. Poor guy. He dried out. Yeah. (laughs) He got real salty. He became food for the worms in the sand. <laughs> Just like Sheldon. Is he Just French? Well, spice. Sheldon you brought back with you. <laughs> uh, we brought his shell back. Yes, Sheldon unfortunately made, uh, met his fate when that ship exploded as well. So yeah, Ari's had some death in her past. Sheldon was very nice to Ari. Sheldon Ari taught her how to cook. Ari doesn't have many friends, but Sheldon was her friend. And... So that's- Oshitari is the shell. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, Sheldon was a uh, turtle. Is that what the snail said when he was crashing. <laughs> Oshitari. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Pretty. Yes. That's what the entire crew was saying. Yeah. Oh, but um, Sheldon actually, there's still a piece of Sheldon alive. Well, <laughs> not alive. There's a piece of him remaining, and it's actually on the ship, which you guys will see on the deck. And it's his shell. That's it's the disgusting. only thing that survived the oh, entire experience. Did they clean it with vinegar? Or... No, no fire cleansed it. It was cleansed with fire. He was disintegrated. Everything except for the shell. I thought maybe the living part was the head in Forky's pocket. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other, other part. Or uh, maybe that head needs a new shell. But who knows? Maybe we will have a necromancer show up that can summon his spirit and we'll have a ghost in the shell. Or a spore queen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Been waiting for that one, Adam. <laughs> oh, for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody was going to say it. You're welcome. But yes, Osho Tari. I'm not going to bring out my necromancer. <laughs> well, you I mean, if you did, Ari would be like, yeah, fix him. Now you only have one shell of a chance. Yeah. <laughs> oh. There is a necromancer on this ship. Yeah. Unfortunately, Sheldon has fate. But Oshotari is the one who developed mm. this technology and actually the Magitech that's in Primordius. He is like the father of it, essentially. Um, and he was actually working on a schematic when it was stolen by a certain cat thief. Um, on a new prototype, but yes, it, he is essentially responsible for the um, te- the magitech technology in this realm, and he is on the ship because oh, he is giving his services over to Ari to help stop the civil war that has brewed in the realm. His technology has been turned into weapons of mass destruction, and he is. Not very excited about that. So yes, that is him. Was that was that all the characters? That's all the characters. Okay, that's it. <laughs> that's all. But wait, there's. Okay. But wait, there's more. I thought, oh, hey, I'm Jessica. She's Jessica. I'll tell you who she's playing because I have the list. In front of me. 
Uh, first and foremost, somebody that she would probably remember, Dawn, and also Grabnar, is Corporal Jen Anderson, Vaughn Grimm. That is her new name. She's the mechanic. Uh, she hails from the world Earth in the realm Tenebris, as it was once called. Um, she knew this guy, this really cool guy. His name was Unit 39. Uh, but he stopped being useful, so they tried to hunt him down and decommission him. He did not like that. And so he developed a personality, Heinrich Wolfgang von Grimm. And he met Anderson. She fixed him. So he liked her and he called her Mushy. His Mushy. And he kept her safe all the time until they met some Hell Knights and a dude with a blade. And then they followed him around for a while. It was kind of a phase, too. It was like a cult. Um, they called themselves the Hands of Greed. So that was fun until he left them on a mechanical planet. And that was good for a while for Heinrich. Uh, but for Corporal Anderson, who survives on food, not so much. She started starving to death pretty quickly. Um, so Heinrich did what any good master would do, and he built her a teleportation thing. And they got to another world, uh, Typhus. And that turned out really well uh, because, you know, no, no, it didn't. <laughs> it was horrible. They got that. They, they were imprisoned. They had bombs implanted in their heads. The room was, was impounded. <laughs> yeah. There was this dude that was like keeping her prisoner on this island. Uh, Heinrich constantly had to fuse with Grabnar the Grim, which because Grim sounded like a good suit name to, to Heinrich, you know, because it had been before. Um, but by the end of it, even though Heinrich was trying to find God, which is named Fortu, he met God's wife, which is named Ada, and she she convinced them to step through this portal. And as they stepped through, uh, well, Jen Anderson came out on the other side and realized that her cybernetics seemed to be a little bit more special because Heinrich was no longer there, but infused in her cybernetics. So she hears his voice in her head telling her to squish mushies all the time. And she's, shh, Heinrich, not right now. And he's like, no, squish the mushies, squish them all. Uh, but she ended up on this ship and she feels like this is a good place for her to do, do some work. Uh, and her second character is kind of tied together with one of my characters, so I'll just go ahead and tell you those at the sure. same time. Oh, by the way, I'm Tony. I am uh, Jessica's husband slash co-player slash uh, announcer. And weighing in at this corner, there's Remy Jones and Adine Strathmore, uh, otherwise known as the Scold and Little Fire. Uh, they are from Valos. Uh, he actually comes from a small town called Cadia but moved to a bigger town called Riverside, looking for a better life, more opportunities. It was a beautiful place. He knew that there was nothing in the world that could stop Riverside from just being the best opportunity until the demon blew it up with the Red Death, uh, which unfortunately also killed Adine's mother and her father's love of his life, uh, pushing him to get into a fight with this really bald scientist uh that ended up really well and you know i don't know if you've heard of them stein and strathmore uh i remember stein saying something along the lines of 
Oshitari at the end of that one. <laughs> yeah, that was it. That was well. Uh, anyway, uh, Adine didn't know her father too well uh, since he tried to keep his distance so that she wouldn't be found out about by Stein. So instead, she almost died in an explosion, and Remy saved her, taking her to a different place where they learned how to get by with the Salomon shamans, and he learned about uh, magic use. She learned that she was a angry girl who wanted to go get some revenge on people. He followed her and saved her from Stein's people, but they ended up just being... Uh, fellows that took care of some orphans because they felt bad for those orphans until this dude in armor with a sword showed up really he just showed up everywhere uh and they got found out and that was the end of the orphanage and the end of valos so they went on the void runner to escape the destruction of valos uh survived some of that ended up on maha ray uh, met up with some crazy dudes in suits that <clears throat> seemed to throw around fire and ice. And they also knew this guy named Soul, who spoke in a real funny accent, lived on a mountain. Uh, copped on trying to teach them about runes. And they met Inulesha, who also taught them about runes. They basically learned about runes from these old crazy accent people. Um, but... <coughs> Remy keeps on having dreams and visions of this guy with uh, a crown who's going to make all the realms bleed. And he thinks that that has to stop. And so he hitched a ride. They actually got this little dude named Ian Runestrom to fly a ship and fly them through some voids. Uh, maybe the dude suits in the suits came with them, and that's how they got to this other ship. But... Uh, they got picked up by this ship and, you know, they said, hey, y'all don't work for any crazy people, right? Because we'll help y'all get by and do some small jobs to uh, maintain this voyage so that we can go stop this this guy who thinks he's going to wear the crown and, and bleed the universe dry. Because he's bad, in Remy's opinion. Um, and then, of course, I'll introduce two new characters. They don't have long backstories because... Haven't been around that long, but there's Thomas Tomas Mako. He was a smuggler, got around the whole multiverse, uh, kept on stopping in at the Nexus and getting new jobs. Uh, heard about this place on a world called Ingenus, and he put together a crew. And he's like, "Let's do this. Let's go steal some stuff." And his whole crew was like, "Yes, we're down." And they they went through all these puzzles and traps, and finally he saw this huge statue. Uh, that looked like a man shark thing and it had this really cool jewel necklace on the looked like a big obsidian colored tooth he was like cool that's exactly what i'm here for he took it and put it around his neck and that's the last thing he remembers until uh the kingfisher found him floating in a ruined ship covered in blood and he couldn't find his crew and he's very interested in finding them he is using all his charisma as a super pretty dude to try and convince them that uh, he can help them. Of course, what they see is a big gray-skinned monster with sharp teeth. He just doesn't know that yet. Um, so <laughs> wait till he figures that out. But I'm sure it'll work out fine. It'll be fine. He he can kind of speak Monoguin. So He's a monarch is what he is. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, a monarch. Oh, no. 
Um, and then there is Bo Strix, otherwise known as the Night Owl. He comes from the Scythian tribe. Uh, his father, Uhu Strix, has decided that the uh, the best way to preserve their tribe and the worship of the sacred oak is for Bo to go join in with uh, the Alliance because the Alliance is going to help everything. It's going to make everything better. And that's what they believe. And uh, they're on the forested planet of... Um, let me find that real quick. Is your... Is it Endora? No, it's with all the, the elves. It's a movie? What's the what's the elves oh. world called? You're right. Oh. Silvis the Elf Tribe is the was ones that Endor he's friends the moon, with. Or is it Moon of Endor? Right, one second. <clears throat> the Force Moon of Endor. I'll get it for you. So that's a rocky moon right. of Earth that we have. The world is Savania. Savania. Savania, yes. yeah, Savania. So he's totally hanging out with like this one Silver Self dude, uh, Radala Sagestone, and he also met this weird little gnome dude named El Donard, and uh, they just hang out together. But he's decided that he's going to leave. He's going to join this alliance. His father tells him the best way for him to do that is that he's supposed to meet up with this ship of people who are forging the alliance in the best way they can. Uh, he believes that they are the best way for him to do this since he is a paladin of the Sacred Oak. Mm -hmm. uh, he speaks Chippewawan. It's a rare tongue, only spoken by the Scythian tribe, at least here. Uh, he's killed some orcs and stuff like that, and he all, does it all in the name of his love, the great love of his life, uh, Rose. She's, a, she's Rose Corvus. She is a raven-type Chippewawan. Uh, but he hates orcs. They're they're horrible. They're ugly, disgusting you, to look at. You get along with Ari just great. Yeah, any good paladin should kill them. Trying to overcome that racism. <laughs> it's not racism if it's the truth. He just thinks that orcs are bad. I mean, like, you guys might get along if she gets drunk and like starts, uh, you know remembering the war and whatnot but you know let's let's avoid that yeah he's <laughs> he's totally just he's driven by uh he's driven by faith the faith of the sacred oak the oak that preserves us all and gives us all life trees are good and chippewawans are awesome and the alliance is composed of house socrates house ingenium and the crimson legion um which house socrates was the home of the emperor and the empire before the civil war began yeah Bo has always been told by his father uhu that we have to make sure that the the crimson legion works because it is the best chance for the alliance yeah and right now how Silvis on that forest planet is remaining neutral in the conflict most of them are but the sacred oak has decided yeah. to ally itself well, the i guess the official <laughs> you know from you know the the land. You know is that, but of course, every you know people who live there have their various opinions, um, you know, and roles and such and that. Yeah, as we're well. from Sylvania. They're totally led by this lady, um, and she's strong. She's got a strong personality. She does not wear pantsuits like some of the other strong ladies that other multiverse characters mm -hmm. have met. 
Um, Jen Anderson is actually kind of, she remembers this lady with a pantsuit that was totally telling her to step through portals and stuff, but we'll see. We'll see how it all works out. A shark, a bird, a mechanical woman, and uh, two survivors from a destroyed realm. Two refugees. Two refugees that uh, that know that Hell Knights are bad. They've seen that happen. So, yeah. you know, <clears throat> guys in armor are going to be great. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> All right, next. I guess that's me. You are him. You I am are he. Yes. It is me. And Just wait and you? see. <clears throat> what Excuse me, I have to go pee now. <laughs> <laughs> and then I say, we. We. Teehee. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> um, where was McGee. I? Oh yeah, my name's McGee. Oh, you started it up again. Uh, my name's uh, John. Um, my I'm only playing one character. Um, yeah, yeah. Because one this character is, who is many. You could you could say that I've said it. Uh, this <laughs> character is his name is Four Dora Two. Um, he was a part of a collective uh, known as uh, the Four Two or the Four Twos, maybe. So uh, he changed his name to Dora because he really likes that cartoon. Uh, and da, 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 it's a coincidence too. that he wears a f- f- fedora. Fordora. Hey, he likes hats too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Him and Dongy get along. So yeah, he's got a hat. It's a fedora. He thinks it's cool and therefore... That makes him cool. Uh, so he thinks he's cool because um, he wears it. And all of the, he's part of a collective of like many, many uh, robots, androids that look like him and act like him. Um, and they're all connected to each other through some kind of subspace link. Um, it's like a hive mind. But Fedora 2s can also be independent. Um, of each other as well they have different personalities uh they have a love of ice cream uh some of them like to wear capes along with their fedoras um and they just recently separated from the four two hive mind and have formed their own fedora two hive mind that was actually yeah. thanks in part to the hellscape crew yeah uh mm-hmm. mr smiles they helped put out a signal created by hacker quinn uh that put the for for dora to programming out into the universe yeah, so shut down a lot of the fort two so the other four two units are still active yes so there's four for dora two and there's four two there's four twos think of it as like a fork and there's eight of yeah uh, and the fedora twos <laughs> are like ha- they all share like a soul, I think. Don't they? Ha- they weren't they embodied? They believe it at least that they all share a soul. They are looking for a soul. They yeah. want to use anybody's soul that they can bargain for. Yeah, and they're more like um, they're softer, gentler for two. They just want you to like them. That's why they wear. They just the want hat. to be accepted. Yeah, they think the hat will it's, it's make you like them. Charisma. Yeah, it is a boosting charisma. <laughs> a tip of the hat. Yeah. yeah. And to touch base a little bit on that history too with four two, so the timeline that four two comes from in the future, um, they those units actually went through different points in time 
to different realms. And one of them actually landed in the uh, Exordia, and which was subsequently destroyed by Morvida. Um, but that put her on the path of essentially doing everything that she could to stop them. Because when she destroyed the unit, she had a temporal vision that showed her what the future would look like. <laughs> See, it all started with this one Simtech progenitor. His name was Solaris, and he said, everyone will be a part of me. We are Solaris. And then he met his great-great-great-great-grandchild, 4-2. No, and no. 4-2 grand... kept that going. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah. 4-2 was like, so he comes from a future. The original 4-2 comes from a future where 4-2 won. Yes. And everyone's 4-2. And then he travels back in time. This is kind of like a Terminator type of thing to create the self-fulfilling prophecy, right? So that he can start spreading like throughout the past. And then he discovers the multiverse and all that type yeah. of stuff. Throughout the timeline and everything. Yeah. And basically became a, an infection, so to speak, on the multiverse, which Morvita saw him as. And her being the balance, essentially, um, of the multiverse, uh, did not want that to happen. So Morvita has been putting plans in motion um, to stop that, which got her imprisoned, which she was released during the events of Gloom. And since her release, she's been gaining followers and uh, converting her disciples and such and basically put her on this path against 4-2. Who's just trying to fulfill his destiny. Yes. Just like all of us. And the Prime Pantheon who imprisoned her obviously do not agree with her tactics or her ways. They've all got their own ways. Yeah. You know, they're kind of, their shenanigans are out of hand sometimes. And then the Hell Knights who were Prime Pantheonians, but (laughs) were separated from the prime pantheon. Right. And they're also not on her side. <laughs> right. So she's it's essentially... It's a Mexican standoff. <laughs> yeah. So she's essentially against... She has the Hell Knights that are against her, the, the prime pantheon that's against her, and then the four twos. And so there's this huge conflict of godly proportions <laughs> going on in the multiverse. Oh, then the time. If only she had a whole bunch of followers mm. who believed in her. Mm. Which will all eventually converge. I get the name of the game now. What's the name of the game? Convergence. Convergence. Oh, okay. oh see, now you're up to date. Yep. So, nice. And you will have great conversations with Ada. That almost sounds planned out. <laughs> Is there a script I gotta read from? <laughs> no. Oh, my name is Chrissy. Uh, Red is a returning character here, and some of her backstory is a little um, spotty. I think some of it she might have been unconscious for, or not. Red? Well, well Red. there was the oh. radiation, so. <laughs> there was the radiation. That oh, no, 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 her. that would be Cirrus. Uh, that, that was serious. That was oh, that was serious. Red was a thief that worked for the Hands Agreed too, yes. and she ended up sleeping inside of a robotic wolf that was for two. Oh, Ace I was that. Your yeah. sister. What right? remember that wolf? That was yeah. a cool. Yes, you yeah. found that out. Wolf <laughs> Gang too. But that was for two. Yeah, that wasn't Fedora so, yeah. too. Yeah. 
found that out. So that wolf is evil. Um, <laughs> she was the embodiment of Hans Agree because, like, I feel like she definitely grabbed a lot of things that were shiny. <laughs> she and totally tried gemstones. to kill people. She was like, they're dead, but I got my thing. Yeah, yes. This thing here, part of a gate. I think she actually was holding a rope at one point in time. They said, hold that. We're going to reach in and get this thing, but hold that because it could be deadly if you don't. She saw something shiny and let it go. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. But um, I think less that she remembers something about a virus and I guess everything just like went to black for her. So she's going to stumble upon something whenever she wakes up. And now you're bored the Kingfisher. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of memory gaps <laughs> you know, with some yeah. of these characters. It's like, I think y'all should start a support you know, system here and just like have sessions and powwows on the ship. A lot of uh, traumatic experiences and explosions and just because you are a bad guy, it doesn't mean you're a bad guy. Imprisonments and uh, deaths and resurrections and uh, slime. Yeah, coming back to uh, life is a chore. Yeah, it's a lot of trauma. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't ask to be born. I certainly didn't ask to be born again. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> so that and that's just one character right? you're just playing yeah, red just nice so this would be interesting to red's more than enough yeah she's a handful but that actually concludes all the players and their characters there's always room for more <laughs> there is <laughs> So let me go ahead and let us set the stage here just uh, so everyone can understand the scenario. So <laughs> you never know if it's like the first episode and the security chief dies and then you got to get like Worf has to be created as a character sheet. <laughs> <laughs> so in Primordius, uh, it was a unified empire of five worlds um, at one point that had um, alliances each with each other uh, using a treaty. But it was a very thin line. So it was very fragile. And all it took was just a little tipping of the scale in one direction, which sent the entire realm into chaos. And that tipping of the scale was the release of these primordial oh, beings that had prevented a full-scale invasion of Primordius millennia in the past. And the forces are led by, currently, his name is Caligo. That's his name. Who has summoned the Children of Chaos to the realm to aid him in subduing it and completing what he started many years ago. What I'm hearing here is Grabnar is the chosen one. Now, the Children of Chaos are working with the Syndicate 
which are composed of House Aatrox and House Umbraeus. House Aatrox comes from the desert world, uh, which actually is where the crystals are farmed and used and supplied to the, all the ships. So, with them not being part of the Empire, this has significantly uh, hampered the supply line for the making of new ships. And they know this. This was planned. And then the House Umbraeus is from the uh, Shadow World. And they actually have an herb that grows in that world that is essential for healing. So, you have the shards from the desert world, the herbs from the shadow world, and they're both being withheld from the rest of the worlds. Hmm. Regions that have mineable resources being withheld. That always works out well. Did we go looking for one of those herbs once, or did we skip that part? You did, and then you got a parking ticket. Yeah, I was about to say, that's the time we got a parking ticket. (laughs) By security. You can't park there. It's handicapped. God. <laughs> yeah, you were going to look for those herbs at one point because you guys became very sick. Um. <laughs> we didn't get much healthier for going looking for them, though. Thankfully, you had a healer on board who could remove the conditions from you, so you yes. didn't have to go looking for this plant. Yes. Going to the hospital and getting beaten up in yes. the parking lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Is Pretty much. Out of the stretcher. <laughs> oh, but yes, yeah, so the syndicate is composed of the House Aatrox, House Umbraeus, and also the Children of Chaos, and it's led by Caligo. So, they are against the Alliance, which is composed of House Socrates, House Ingenium, and the Crimson Legion. And of course, what the uh, House uh, Socrates wants is to unify the Empire once again. Because the, this is the only way that the Empire will work, is if they're unified. You know, withholding resources from one another is not going to further the realm. It's just going to continue to cause dissension and chaos, which is exactly what Caligo wants. A rise in gas prices. Thanks, Caligo. Now, there are supporters of the Alliance that have been working with Captain Ari. One of them is named Zaku, who is also known as the God of the Sand. And there's also Valkor, the God of the Depths. Is he a big flying white dragon? No. Oh, that's Valkor. Never mind. (laughs) And lastly, there's Sautau, who is the God of the Jungle. Who is the God of the Jungle? Who Ari encountered previously as a shapeshifter who actually turned into a dragon at one point. Uh, Did he sound like Eddie Murphy? Is that the guy who came after us? No, that was an actual dragon who came after us. No, that was an actual dragon. Someone stole an egg. You guys actually still have that egg, I think. I think we still do. You do still have that egg. You might actually have a dragon on board. Oh my god. No. No. That's not going to work out well. (laughs) Yeah, that was... Yes, because you made a deal... With the dragon, and you that gave was the, up. Uh, what is he, an archaeologist? That was Megan's character. That's when they gave yes, it was. They gave a cal- calcifer sword to the dragon. To we got it back. We killed yeah. him. <laughs> well, you weren't there, so. And then they stole the dragon egg and angered the dragon. 
and we killed the dragon, and then we got our stuff back anyway. So yes, so Plus yes, you treasure. do have a dragon egg on board. At this point, it may have actually even hatched. Might have a tiny little dragon flying <gasps> about. Can I have it? I'm the captain. Can I have it? Just look at the dragon. Okay. I'm the captain now. I'm the captain. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yes, you're right about that. Uh, so yes, yeah, so you have these three primordial beings who are trying to assist you. However, they tried to stop Caligo years before, and they banished him um, just for them to find out that he never actually was banished. He actually took possession of one of their brothers and slept for these many years. He just put on a face mask. <laughs> it's like, there's an illness, everybody cover your face. Uh, so he is essentially wearing the skin of one of their brothers. Skin suits. I love it. You can do that. Yep. Cool. And uh, yeah, so two wearing a he's skin waging suit. war with the children of chaos. Caligo's like goal is to turn the entire realm into essentially the cha a new chaotic realm. That's what he wants. My face is. And for you, uh, heavy metal over there. <laughs> chaos! Uh, for you, sir. Years ago, Caligo was actually working with T'Challa to try to take over the realm before he was stopped and all of his forces were exiled back. He had opened a portal to the void to allow that. Well, with the new information after him sleeping for so long, of now the death of T'Challa, he has decided that he himself will go ahead and wield the power of the void. So, uh oh, another person vying for the throne. Yes. So essentially this realm is in a state of civil war. You got five worlds. You've got one world who's remaining neutral at the moment, and you've got essentially a stalemate between two forces. And this one world could be the tipping point of the entire war. But, who knows what will happen. Maybe you'll get involved. Maybe you won't. Maybe we'll get a parking ticket. Maybe you will get a parking ticket. <laughs> Just pay the fee. Oh, but to find out, be sure to tune in to our next episode as we begin this campaign with Session 1 aboard the Kingfisher with this whole cast of characters and crew. What will they do? What will their mission take them? Where will it take them? There'll probably be an assassination involved, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I know what they say about assassinations. Every assassination starts with two asses. <laughs> I don't know if I heard that somewhere, if I made it up. That's pretty good. On that note, <laughs> thank you for listening. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe. Check us out at SaraNightGamingLLC.com. Have Escape Online. And you can check out uh, all of our resources that we have as well. Um, you can all the content that we have uh, be sure to check it out and we'll see you next time this is Saturday Night Gaming signing off woohoo yeah